Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Wise, wise in word journey, episode 13, Business Luncheon. Early Thursday evening around 5 p.m., as dusk began to settle in, due to the recent time shift from daylight savings time, Haven was wrapping up a business day working on location in beautiful downtown Asheville, North Carolina. Leaving the new video location, Haven, recognizing the nip in the air, threw on her jacket and scarf and spontaneously decided to grab dinner at Rio's favorite local spot as a surprise. The atmosphere downtown was pretty busy yet comforting for Haven. The streets were full of music, laughing, and chatter. The vegetarian restaurant she headed to was very well known for their kebabs and stuffed peppers, which was always Rio's choice in the recent past. After arriving at the restaurant, inside the smells were spicy, pungent, and stimulating with African music playing a little too loud in the background. After placing the to-go order and being informed it would be an approximate wait of 30 minutes, Haven stepped back outside to get some air and to soak in the environment before the drive home. Looking at all the sights, Haven glanced around and noticed that Stan... Stevie's husband seemed to be sitting outside at another restaurant across the street. Across from him appeared to be a professional-looking lady having what seemed to be dinner and drinks. At first, Haven had an urge to say hi, however paused and quickly considered, Is this any of my business? Maybe I should just get my food and go home. Finally, Stan looked up and he and Haven locked eyes. Waving, Haven yelled, Stan, is that you? Hello, it's Haven from next door. After letting a couple cars pass by, Haven dashed across the street, making her way over to them. Hello, Stan, Haven said again as she got closer. How are you, love? I'm just waiting for a to-go order from across the street. Stan suddenly stood up quickly, hitting his knee on the table, spilling his drink. Uh, sorry, sorry, looking at them both. Hi, Haven. Nice to see you. What a surprise. What are you doing in this neck of the woods? Oh, by the way, this is Rita Jones, my project manager at my new job here in Asheville. We were just discussing some potential work-related issues over dinner. Nice to meet you, Rita. I'm Haven, Stan's new neighbor. I hope I'm not interrupting. Rita replied. Oh, not at all. That's enough business talk anyway. Very nice to meet you. Looks like we're both just getting to know Stan, the man, and his many talents, as she hoisted her glass of wine in the air. Stan immediately grabbed a napkin, cleaned up his spill, and sat back down, fumbling a little while while getting situated. Stan then insisted, Please join us for a drink, Haven. I need another one anyway. Oh, okay. Maybe just one, Haven replied. I've got a little time to kill anyway. Stan grabbed another chair and Haven sat down. Stan motioned to the waitress. Three beers, please. Rita directed to Haven. Girl, you look beautiful, strong, original, and professional. Making a statement. I love it. Where are you coming from? 
As Stan was sitting back down, Haven answered, Well, actually, I'm checking out location for possible video shoot in a few weeks. My company is also looking for everyday, attractive, you know, down-to-earth people as villains or main characters. So, I'm scouting for them as well. Without hesitation, Rita suggested. You know what, Stan, you should be in that video. Haven, you should cast Stan in your shoot. Stan, you're a good-looking man with that everyday, rugged, take-action kind of look. You know what I mean, Haven? Kind of like the Marlboro cigarette man, you know, of the 70s or 80s. All three laughed out loud in unison. Stan then rebutted, Well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate the shot of confidence. I thought the Marlboro Man was pretty cool back in the day. Oh, your new name's gonna be the Marlboro Man from now on, Rita said with a lighthearted tone. She then continued, Well, I'll tell you what, Haven. I hope all the contractors on this new job aren't as hot as our boy Marlboro here or I won't get any work done. Stan's face blushed a light reddish hue as he mumbled, Oh, stop, stop. Change the subject, please. Haven cleared her throat after a short and awkward pause. (coughs) Well, I better get my food and head home. Are you heading back tonight, Stan? It was so nice seeing you. And meeting you as well, Rita. Stan responded, No, not tonight. We're getting an early start tomorrow, and I don't want to disappoint the new boss here, if you know what I mean. Haven replied back, Oh, I see, Stan, and began walking away slowly, waving goodbye and crossing the street. Internally, Haven wasn't sure how to feel about the interaction with Stan and Rita. With a glance back, Stan and Rita continued their conversation infused with laughter and loud talking. On the drive home, Haven quickly shifted thoughts from the interaction with Stan and Rita to thoughts of being home and eating with Rio. She was excited thinking about how Rio was going to be pleasantly surprised at her gift of food. Grounding herself, she took in the colors of the sky. They were pastel blues, purples and pinks, painted on an evolving canvas. There was light jazz playing in the car stereo, and she hummed along, tapping the steering wheel to the rhythm of the song. A couple of hours later, as Haven pulled into the driveway, Rio and Stevie were inside visiting. As Haven walked into the door, she heard echoes of laughter rumbling through the halls of the house. Oh, I'm home, Haven expelled. Oh, and I have a surprise for my favorite person. As Haven followed their voices to the kitchen area, Rio and Stevie both greeted Haven with love and appreciation. Rio said, Hello, lover. What do you have in your hands? Stevie added, Welcome home, Haven. Rio and I have been having a blast. Haven answered back to Rio. Oh, Rio, it's your favorite food from Asheville. I'm always thinking of you, Rio replied. Well, I didn't have any expectations, but I did hold on to hope that you might grab some food to go. And yes, I sent a few telepathic messages throughout the day. Well, I definitely picked up what you were laying down. Haven and Rio then engaged in a prolonged hug and a whispering of, I adore you and appreciate you, could barely be heard by Stevie. As they sorted out the food and invited Stevie to stay and eat with them, Stevie answered, Aww. You two are so sweet, but you deserve some time alone over a nice meal. 
Pausing, Stevie looked down at her phone, realizing Stan had not returned her call or text from a couple hours earlier. Glancing back up quickly, she laughingly said, You didn't happen to run into Stan in Asheville, did you? Haven shockingly answered, Well, Stevie, as a matter of fact, I did. I was waiting for the food outside the restaurant, enjoying the scenery when I spotted Stan across the street eating at another restaurant with what ended up being his new project manager. Stevie, in a mild shock, stammered, What? Really? Uh, that's, that's weird. Rio interjected, Or serendipitous. Haven then continued, I walked over and visited with them over a beer for about 15 to 20 minutes. Then Stan was very kind, although a little clumsy. Rita seemed nice, very upbeat, or maybe she was just relaxed from a couple of beers. Hmm, Stevie murmured. Mm, that's interesting. Stan told me he had heard that she was a hard-ass and difficult to deal with. He's been nervous for weeks about meeting her. With a confused look on her face, Haven said, Well, she was pretty relaxed and they seemed to hit it off. She was very complimentary. Of Stan, in many ways, it seemed as though they had known each other for a while. Stevie, with a harsher tone, questioned, Was she hitting on him in front of you? Uh, what was Stan's uh, response? Elevating her tone even higher, she then let out a, Are you kidding me? Haven calmly responded, Stevie, Oh, Stevie, that's not what I'm saying. I will admit the energy was a little confusing for work luncheon, but again, they had drinks when I arrived and Stan ordered another round for all of us. So I wouldn't read anything into it, darling. I'm sure Stan will tell you all about it. Stevie, a little calmer, asked, What did you say about him being clumsy? Stan isn't clumsy. Haven responded, Oh, nothing, nothing. It was just that he bumped the table with his knee, spilling water. Then he stood up to greet me. Pacing back and forth, Stevie said, I've got to go. I'm going to go call him right now and, and Stan, Stan better, better pick, pick up, up and, and explain, explain himself. himself. This, this is, is some, some bullshit. Rio and Haven paused and looked at each other, wide-eyed, as Stevie walked towards the door. Hearing the front door close, Rio looked at Haven and said, Let's start over. We will just set Stevie and Stan to the side for now. That's not our circus. Rio, holding a wine glass in the air, said softly, Welcome home, lover. Thank you for this food. I appreciate you always considering me. Let's eat. I'm famished. Haven got up and put some mellow music, lit a few candles followed by a sage stick, with the stage in hand, she danced and twirled around Rio and the table, filling the area with cleansing smoke. Haven then laughingly looked at Rio and exclaimed, Wow, I am so grateful. We know how to shift the negative energy together. Let's feast. What a cool way to end the first season of the Inward Journey story series, Alexander, having an example of Rio and Haven managing a situation that many of us find ourselves in, maybe talking about something they saw, and they did a great example of not getting sucked into the drama around the energy that could be brought up. Yes, yeah, so I think like it's a great example 
of how two people can truly be partners in that and help each other to hold the space because this happened in Rio and Haven's home. And so they work very hard more than likely to keep the energy a certain way. But yeah, you're always going to have these people that do have emotional explosions and the key is being able to set that aside. And I think that's a great point to bring up and a great way to end uh, season one. Yeah. And just to mention that again, we did do 13. This is the 13th episode of our first season of the Inward Journey story series. And we will be taking a break and going back to our old format for a little bit while we continue to write more stories for season two of the Inward Journey story series that we will be releasing later on in 2023. Yeah, so those of you that's uh, enjoyed the story platform but maybe missed parts of our old platform, this will be fun to just get back into. And we've got some hot topics, so to say, to to discuss with what's going on in the world and with just self-development in general. And the cool thing going forward is even when we're doing that format, we can still relate back to these stories as examples, right? Yes, absolutely. We were looking to develop these characters in a way to show how some people can relate to growing, but others around you not growing. And so I think we're going to get into more of that in the upcoming season two. And uh, we might fast forward uh, a few years to see just how some people's growth has developed and how maybe some people have gotten even worse stuck in their ways. So this story is interesting because I think we're going to get into a lot of more abstract and broad topics and situational topics more than what we've kind of gone through in the past where we're kind of looking at people's certain behavior and discussing how they can bring in more consciousness, more talking about how things were handled a certain way versus how it could have been. So I think the first thing I wanted to bring up was Haven, how when she was waiting for the food, she kind of noticed Stan across the street and she questioned whether she should say hi to him or not because they did see that Stan was engaged with another person and they didn't know the situation. So I can understand questioning yourself there, but it seemed like they brought in some consciousness there to determine what next step should happen. Yes, and I think, again, we're going to see in this episode multiple occasions that Haven handles a situation possibly optimal. And this is a pause to where it's a practice in just asking yourself, is this the optimal time? Is this the optimal place? Is this the optimal person to engage with? Have I already been engaging long enough, the optimal duration? And sometimes just in that pause, we can receive a message or we can gain more clarity because, again, many of our instincts to act out of have been trained and they've been trained through traumas and through judgments, emotional traumas. And this is why, again, we've talked about this in many episodes of learning to just pause And that's what I like to put in there mentally on the mental level is just ask yourself those four questions. Is this the optimal time to engage about this subject? Is this the optimal subject? Is this the optimal person? And if you're already engaged with somebody, check in from time to time of have I already been engaging on the subject long enough? 
Because remember, in optimal communication, you want the person engaged to keep asking you questions. That's how we we know whether we're uh, connecting with the person. And some of us, and I can be very guilty of this at times, too, go on little rants and uh, we can lose the person that we're attempting to communicate with. And during their engagement, when Haven accepted the invitation to sit down with Stan and Rita, there was a point where there was an awkward pause and then Haven took that as the opportunity to get up. But I did, I wanted to talk about the, the stuff that was happening before because it seemed like in just observing, most people would jump to the conclusion that Rita was flirting with Stan, but I can see that angle, but I could also see if Rita is around men because, you know, construction and mm-hmm. and that type of industry is dominated by men. If she was around them, then she may have, through her environment, taken on some of those traits because what Rita was saying, I could see Stan's buddy saying very similar things, like kind of harassing him. That's unfortunately how guys bond. Mm-hmm. Most guys bond. They, right, right. they harass each other. They put each other down, but it is all in good fun most of the time. So I kind of got that vibe from it as well. So... I feel like Haven throughout that situation stayed neutral and did not judge. But then when there was a pause, she took it as a sign to remember that, oh, I have to go. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, again, this is a great example of wanting to see things clearly. And I agree that many people would jump to a conclusion that maybe this was flirting. But as you said, If Rita carries a high masculine energy, that's exactly what the masculine energy does. Not necessarily the masculine as gender, but as the energy. And here she's not throwing jabs towards Stan like many men do in their friendships, but she is kind of almost lifting him up, projecting some confidence onto him. But at the same time, why wouldn't a boss or supervisor want to do that for the people that's going to be working with them? So, See, uh, here Haven may be just out of her environment, but I think that when she describes it to Rio and to Stevie, that she's staying very neutral in the way she's sharing it, and I feel like she's taking into consideration possibly some of these variables we're talking about, that she's just not used to the way that they interact, so she really tried to share the information just as neutral as possible. And then we see that Stevie's insecurities and jealousy jumps out and gets her emotional very, very quickly. Yeah, we can also point at Stan when Rita gave him a compliment. Maybe it wasn't appropriate saying that he was hot or whatever when she went into all that. But Stan also was deflecting the compliment a little bit. He he did accept that the Marble Man was pretty cool, but he did kind of shy away from yeah, accepting. It embarrassed him a little bit. And I think that he's not used to hearing compliments like that. So again, different people have different ways to inspire or incentivize. And I'm not justifying whether this, I don't want to get get into discussion of whether this is proper work etiquette, because again, it depends on the environment typically. And I've worked through construction in that type of environment, and it's very typical of what goes on. I'm not justifying that it's okay. But I think the bigger thing to view is how quickly all of us can relate to how quickly that emotional trigger can happen. And then that's on Stevie's side, but then on Haven and Rio's side, but Haven's side especially because she's involved in the communication of it, is that she doesn't take on that energy and reflect that energy back. 
And so she just seems to do a really good job of basically grounding the energy. And even when Stevie tries to go off the rails a little bit, she attempts to pull her back and say, no, I feel like you're reading too much into this. Before all that happened, I feel like there was also a point where Haven had to make the determination to even mention it. And I, it seemed like they weren't going to until Stevie asked. And I feel like there's a question there that I want to get into more on the complete side, which is when do you feel it's necessary to do that? to inform and when do you just mind your own business and we will definitely go deeper but i want to give a little taste here that working with those questions of any time that you want to engage in conversation or ask a question asking that is this the optimal time is this the optimal subject is this the optimal person to engage with again optimal duration and in that pause what that does is our initial reaction will come And then we pause to kind of scan that. And I like to ask, why do I need to ask this question? Is there really something to gain for everyone involved here? And so I respect the way in this situation that she was honest when asked about it, but I surely don't think it was her intention to go there and share that. She even did a great job in the car of just setting it to the side. I mean, Haven's just being a great example of not getting involved with other people's dramas and their emotional reactions. And I think as this develops, we're going to just see more and more of the beauty of Rio and Haven's relationship and what they've developed. And you mentioned Stevie having an emotional reaction. I would like to talk about that more and maybe how to handle a little better if you're ever in her situation, hearing some information that causes some emotional distress inside of you, but waiting to get more information, waiting to get clear on it before kind of determining what it means. Mm -hmm. One way to work on that is to just take in information and most people have an issue with jumping to conclusions, but it is a practice of just going, oh, that's interesting. Okay, it caught me off guard a little bit. Let me take some breaths, and maybe I don't need to ask any more questions to Haven here until I talk with Stan. But the main thing is that any boy can practice not jumping to conclusions by just accepting I don't have enough information yet. And I'm going to wait to engage into that energy until I get more information because this took her away from that beautiful vibe that they were all three sharing that her and Rio got started and then it completely changed. But at least, you know, she left and took it away. That was at least kind of her. Yeah, I feel like there's always a reason certain things happen. And until you understand that side of it, you're not, you know, inviting consciousness in yes and at the same time it's not the other person which is haven in this case it's not their responsibility to answer questions when they don't know the person very well it's a setup for he said she said type stuff and again uh, when you're in haven's position just the more neutral that you can share the information, the better, because it's more than likely going to come back to you at some point that, hey, you said this and he said this. And it's very hard for two people to have the same story, even in the same event, because they're at different stages and places of their life, their day. And so that's why sometimes stories can be conflicting and it can create even more of an emotional rage. And then finally, we will get into uh, the beautiful job that Rio and Haven did as we've 
discussed uh, Haven on multiple occasions, staying neutral, asking herself the questions, and then the way Rio also helped create that environment and stay neutral. And then they were able to kind of put that aside because that energy that Stevie brought in there at the end could have created a lot of tension even after she left. Yes. Here we give an ode to Rio because, see, she allowed Haven to handle that. She trusted her partner and didn't feel the need to involve herself in it. And again, that neutrality is very rare. Uh, many times people go into protection, their triggers, will, emotional triggers will be activated. And then you'll have like this defending energy uh, going on. And a great friendly moment can turn into just an ugly uh, feeling like betrayal, like in a very short amount of time when those emotions get activated. So to be able to have two out of the three people involved that were able to stay centered and not emotionally react is what we want to bring more and more examples of through these stories and through this podcast. And this is kind of synchronistic because we are at episode 13, the last in season one of the Inward Journey story series. And we're talking about a subject that was from episode one of the Wise Wise podcast, which is the optimal place, optimal time, optimal topic. And that's the beauty of this work is it never ends and cycles keep coming around. And so this is an opportunity, you know, when repeated actions happen, you get the opportunity to hone your skills of communication and non-reaction just more and more and more. So if you are inclined, check out episode one, but also check us out on the complete side. All right. See you. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness, utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency.
So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.